Welcome back to Real Faith Conversations, where we try to talk about life, culture, and faith in the most genuine way possible. My name is Ryan Morris, and I'm here with Rachel Bowman. Again. Hey, <laughs> I, you, you said it before I was able to. Yeah, sorry. Welcome. <laughs> in this episode, we're going to talk about expression, taking a closer look at ourselves and others. What does that mean, Rachel? It's a pretty broad question. Uh, <laughs> expression, like, what does that mean? Or, you know, looking yeah, at like, ourselves and others. I think I think this topic is a good one because people sort of present themselves in many different ways, especially when it comes to the church. I mean, you have your church clothes, you have your normal clothes, your right. casual stuff. That's just one piece of it, clothing. Yeah. Uh, but expression can be a lot of different things, right? Yeah, um, I definitely say clothing, as you said, is a big part of it. Accessories, you know. Your watch, your rings, your earrings, your bracelets, necklaces, all of that. Um, and then even like makeup looks and stuff like that, your nails, having them painted, that's all still part of expression, even if it's at a really minimal kind of level. It's still a way that someone is expressing themselves. So I'd say that's a big part of it, kind of putting aside the personality aspect of it, more of the what people see when they first look at you. Mm-hmm. And sort of this this angle of it because we'll probably have a couple different episodes on expression in many different ways but this one's more on individuals and how maybe strangers view people in this context maybe walking into the church or even down the road right or on tv yeah and why do we i guess one of the main questions is why do we choose to present ourselves the way that we do in a given moment i think if we're gonna kind of generalize it a little bit more um, and to a point make it a little bit more personal. I think just the idea of, you know, feeling good and feeling confident in how you're presenting yourself and, you know, the natural state or, you know, a more simplistic look might not do it for some people. So they they choose to have a little bit more so that they have that bit of confidence and that um, feeling of comfort as well of, you know, this is what I'm choosing to present and this is who I am. And I think I think just that confidence is a big part of that and being able to be like, this is my style and now I get to show it off. I think a lot of people look at the fashion industry for that a lot. And so when they see people who are kind of doing similar things, whether it's trends or whatever else, it can be a really cool, almost like eye catcher, you know? Yeah. And this is an important conversation in the culture today because a lot of times people view their expression as part of their identity. And so anytime when anything is part of someone's identity, it automatically gets personal, but also political, right? Right. And politics, not just the, you know, Republican, Democrat thing, but local politics or even politics in social norms can Mm. be a thing where it's like, you must dress this certain way to be here or whatever it may be. And it turns into a political battle in a way where there's forces at play personalities that come into it and feelings get sometimes hurt and even looking at like sororities sorry i didn't mean to yeah that's a perfect example it's not really in our notes or anything but it was something that just kind of came to mind like you know you look at sororities and even like frats and stuff like that and they have dress codes they have things you can and can't do and -hmm. at that point it's less of a well this is just who i am and how i want to present it but it's i want to be a part of this and they have rules so now i have to follow it and that can almost take away a little bit from that comfortability of, you know, this is something I enjoy and more of, I don't really have a a say in it. This is just how it is. Yeah. And, you know, with social media being so prevalent, I think you already mentioned this, 
you know, people are inspired by these influencers a certain way. I mean, I know yeah. women particularly, but also men, you yeah. know, have this persona that they're trying to strive to be or, or you know, whatever it may be. The aesthetics, the, the different aesthetics. aesthetics. Yeah, and it's something I definitely find myself doing a lot when I'm, you know, looking to um, buy new clothes or whatever. Like, you know, I'll have my... Um, just inspiration coming from different pages or different people and be like, oh, I really like that outfit. How can I, you know, kind of recreate it? I think I would enjoy wearing that. And so social media is definitely a, a huge thing and that introduces the trends. Of course, you look at like thrifting. Thrifting was probably not something cool to do a couple years ago. But yeah. at this point, it's like the big thing. All the cool kids go thrifting. They yeah. all, you know, try to find these really... Um, Normally, you know, name brand expensive pieces are just cool looking clothes for half of the price, if not less. And so like now that's a big trend. But yeah. I will say as someone who has gone thrifting, you do find some cool things sometimes. So it is, mm -hmm. I do understand where it comes from. Yeah, and as someone as cheap as me, I, that appeals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone thrifting, but I might now, now that you yeah, mention it. I, I definitely recommend Sweet it. Sweet deals. Yeah, goodwill. And so... You and I are very different in a lot of aspects, but also similar in some ways. You and I approach expression very differently. I'm I'm more simplistic. You're more out there. I don't know if that's a good word to say. No, but yeah. I mean, would you, why don't you describe kind of your ideals for that when it comes to expression? Yeah. I mean, going over pros and cons, I definitely see the, the pro of, you know, feeling good about yourself and things like that. But there's also in my head is more, I go naturally to the more practical approach mm. where it's. You know, if it's spent, if I'm spending too much time on this, it's gone. You know, I'm not going to wake up and spend so much time on something. Um, if it costs a lot, right, right. I'm not going to spend a lot of money, invest time in it. I could invest more of my time and money somewhere else. Um, but, you know, not to say that it's a bad thing that people sort of invest their time and money in that, right? It all depends yeah. on the person. So for me, I'm more simplistic. I don't spend extra time styling and all that stuff. Um, I've never actually combed my hair in a way. Like I always, when I had longer hair, I just used my hand. Yeah, that's and fair. You like, don't have to buy a brush. Yeah, I don't, cool. I mean, that, that goes to show for the audience how simplistic I am. I mean, other people can be more simplistic. I lived for over a year with, with minimal clothing and I liked it, you know? Right. I love that. I and love I'm, not I'm having the exact that. opposite. Like, exact opposite. We, in a previous show, you talked about not liking uniforms at Catholic school, right? Yeah, I mean, I think when it came to that, like, I didn't mind the uniform part because I didn't have to worry about picking something out every day. I think in that sense, it was more, there was the uniform and all this other stuff that you couldn't do. So, like, you already were kind of casted away from being able to express yourself the way you normally would. And mm -hmm. now it's like, well, what if I want to wear these dangly earrings or yeah. this bracelet? And it's like, oh, I can't even do that either. Like, I can't even do the bare minimum. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I definitely do agree. It was a little bit difficult at times when it's like, I just look like everyone else here. And the thing is, that's where you and I are different. I love that. I would love to just see. I went to public school most of my schooling time, right? Right. And there was no uniform. And the little time I had in Catholic school, the one thing I missed about Catholic school was my uniform. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I love just grabbing the same thing. Yeah, you didn't have to do much. But that's definitely one of the big things of kind of where we differ a lot. Because, you know, for me, I definitely, like I said, I definitely pay attention to fashion through, like, the media and through, like, you know, 
people I'm, I'm close with and spend a lot of time around, especially as like a, a music kind of art student. Um, I found, and, and it's not just them, but I found mm-hmm. like that that particular group definitely spends a little bit more time in the creative aspect of how we present ourselves, especially as me as an artist, how am I going to present myself as that? Yeah. Um, so I don't look like everyone else. So I don't fit in with the norm um, the way you enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, I definitely like going, going all the way back to like sixth grade. I had a, I had like a red and black kind of like emo phase as I feel most people do at some point point in their life um maybe not but for me um and and it's funny because even like now I'm kind of back on that aesthetic wise not necessarily the the emo phase but the black the red the white um and kind of you know you're in mostly black right now yeah and and kind of basing my style around that um I had my hair some of my hair dyed red um while the rest of it's kind of sorry while the rest of it is kind of dark um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that that was a phase I went through and then ended up coming back to that. And that was something mm-hmm. that I still continue to feel comfortable in. Um, when it comes to like accessories, you know, chains and chokers and bracelets and, you know, my watch, um, they're very important to me. And it's something that it's like, I'll have times when I'll get in the car, I'll realize I forgot to put on my watch or some rings and I'll be like, ah, oh, my, my, it just looks really bare. Like yeah. I, I almost turn around and go home to go get them don't usually do that but it's still that like importance of i like having that still kind of connected and you know i have them all on today um what is it the nails or what uh just just oh, the oh. rings and oh, the, the rings. yeah okay. yeah and this and this watch was my um it was my pop-ups and oh, nice. it was something i ended i complimented because i was like oh the ice i really like that and you know at that point it was kind of getting to the end of his life and so he tried to give mm-hmm. it to me right there um and i was like no nah, like that's wow. yours i'm not gonna take that from you and so at his viewing my mom ended up giving it to me and was like he wanted you to have it and so it's something that while it does look cool and it matches the stuff i'm wearing it is like you know a more personalized thing for me it's you know so it's there's family. a sentimental value to certain expressions yeah that... I, I definitely say so yeah and and that doesn't have to go you don't have to have a reason for everything but that is you know one of the reasons for that but when it comes to like styling outfits it's something i really enjoy doing especially when i i put together some pieces i didn't think would work and then they do and it's mm-hmm. um it's not something that i ever seen as too time consuming it's just something i enjoy doing and it's the same with the makeup it's the same with the hair like i genuinely enjoy kind of being like all right i have a long day let's get ready and that getting ready just gets me more excited for what's you know to come throughout the day yeah um and so it just makes me feel good i i don't feel like I spend too much excessive time doing it. Um, but it is something that's just important to me. I enjoy it. Yeah. A lot of kids, I mean, I mean, you might be, the audience might be a kid out there going through certain phases. Maybe they don't, they're not aware of it. Maybe you're a parent out there and you're like, what the heck? My kid's going through this weird (laughs) phase right now. Why does this happen? There's no purpose. There's no function. What do you say to that? Um, I'd say that style doesn't really need a function. I think in certain aspects, yeah, like when you're talking about like church clothes and that kind of stuff or just, um, you know, like Easter when everyone's kind of dressing up a bit nicer. That's that's more of the function of, Mm -hmm. you know, this is happening and this is kind of not expected, but this is what usually kind of occurs during the time. Same with like Christmas and, you know, other holidays like that. But I think at the end of the day, like people having their style is just connecting back to their personality. And as that grows and as, you know, you're... 13, 14, kind of starting to figure out who you are, at least start that journey of finding out who you are. Yeah. Um, the style kind of goes hand in hand with that. And I know that's definitely how I felt through all my phases, you know, going into high school, trying to go more into this, um, you know, 
cutesy kind of more feminine girl stuff and that's kind of where my style started turning to and then I realized that wasn't really me and so then my style kind of adapted with you know figuring out who I am so I think that could even be a function uh within itself is how it connects back to you and kind of where you're at in your life Mm. um but you know it doesn't it's not the same for everyone that's definitely a me thing but I feel like there are enough people who can kind of relate back to that where that makes sense yeah do you what do you think about that function wise oh man a lot it's hard for me to get over the function i mean thinking about back when i mean fans of the show would know i shaved my head you know a little bit ago (laughs) and uh you know going out in public people were shocked like what the heck happened to this kid what what is he going through mentally and i think that's kind of where i go to when i see and when i see that and you know it's kind of that pre-judgment thing Mm. that um was self-inflicted on me because um, I had chose to do it, you know? Right. And, you know, some of that is, you know, knowing that my hair might be thinning out and, you know, men in their whatever age group, they thin out on the top. And so it's like, oh, well, let me try that before it happens, you yeah, know? Yeah, actually, just really quick, my buddy actually has been on that probably for the past, like, year or so. Um, his family is known at least on on his like dad's side for just kind of losing hair quick so he is shaved to to the scalp like yeah that's what no i did no hair because yeah because it was just like he didn't really want to have to deal with it so he's like i might as well just get rid of it now and go from there so yeah, yeah I, that just reminded me of that when you said that yeah i can totally relate to that um i i tried it uh multiple times actually so i didn't just shave it and then let it grow back i shaved it again Mm. Um, maybe even a couple of times. So sometimes I would shave it every day and for a certain period of time. Oh. But the only reason why I'm letting it grow back is because the sunburn. <laughs> so it's, there it goes with the function again. Like yeah. I actually loved the simplicity of not having any hair and it wasn't a style thing for me. Like I could care less again about the styling. It was about function. Like, yeah, I don't really need this hair. Now, of course, it was cold, so I wore a hat. So there was a functional thing there where it's like, oh, it used to insulate my head. Right. But now the sun's out. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's, there's no function. The function was it protected from the sun. So I'm growing it back on the top um, for that. So even then, I feel a hard time because a lot of times, you know, even at the church, a lot of the, no offense, but the older women, would comment like, oh, you looked way better with your hair yeah. <laughs> or like, what are you doing? You should keep it as long as you can. Or like, yeah. oh, did you go through chemo? I, that was one time. Wow. Someone asked that. And so there's this, I want, the reason why I'm going to this is because with anything, with clothing, emo stuff, tattoos, things like that, um, there's this, I, I hate to say judgment because that's a cliche, but it is almost like a judgment where it's like, what the heck are you doing? You know? Yeah. And that can apply to anything, especially in a church context, since we're real faith conversations. I think we should touch on that is, you know, a lot of times people in a church setting can be very judgmental in the pew or, you know, in the community, especially when you're at church, because there's a understanding, a social norm of reverence for, um, you know, Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of unsaid almost. It's, yeah. it's unsaid, but known. So you come in looking a little different and it can be like, oh, what are they doing here? Yeah. You know, it's like, you're welcome, but if you fall to our standards and if you, you know, know what's supposed to be going on the entire time. Yeah. And not everyone's at that point where it's, that's at the front of their mind when they're thinking of church. They're yeah. thinking of something else, not, you know, the reverence of, maybe I shouldn't wear ripped jeans, you know? So that, yeah. that might not be the first thought for some people. 
Yeah, and I, I really didn't understand that as much because I think here it's not to the extreme of so much judgment. I'm sure individuals at our parish yeah. have that. But, I mean, Father Fitzpatrick, I mean, you dress as you do, you know, around him, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, and he, he's not bothered by that. And remember one time we were talking to him about this topic of expression and, you know, he put it in this way. And I hope I'm not misquoting him in any way. But he said, you know, he asked you why and on your wedding day would you dress up for it, you know? And I think you said yes, and he's like, why? And you, know, and you thought it was like a special day for you. Yeah. Well, he put it as some people view Sundays as a special day for Jesus, mm. right? So similarly, how people dress up nicely for a wedding um, because it's a special day for them, their couple, or whatever it is, the family, some people view it as, oh, everyone should be dressed up. And hey, I know, my sister's about to get married. There's like a, a dress code, apparently, there's a dress code for women not to wear white when, oh, yeah, when you're at the wedding. Is that, that is a code? A, that is a big thing. Really? That is like, it, yeah, you're you're really not, because that's for the bride. That's what the bride yeah. is supposed to be wearing, which is why when like um, the mother-in-law shows up in white, <laughs> it's a big deal, you know, and, and people definitely are not happy when things like that happen. I've, I've read, heard. I've read a lot of things of like, um, there, just don't want to go on a tangent, but there was one story I read where it was like um, the girl's mother-in-law like was just like really really close with her son and just was not like happy about him getting married and having another woman in his life um and she showed up in white and so Whoa. she you know the bride went right over to her took a glass of wine just spilled it down her dress and was oh. like go get changed so now it's a red dress yeah it was, she she basically was like go get changed and then uh, the mother-in-law eventually came back in like a green dress or whatever but yeah that's a big thing um and it's just like you you shouldn't be trying to take the attention of the stage away from these people's big day. Like that's yeah. just that's just not fair. And so when the bride is wearing white, you really shouldn't show up in white. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's flowers on it, just wear a different color dress. <laughs> and I think that sort of applies, maybe not that extreme. I don't think anyone would throw the blood of Christ <laughs> on someone well, well, in yeah. the pew. Yeah, probably but, not. But the same sort of mindset applies when, hey, some people, when they're judging others, just like that person was judging the mother-in-law and even a- took action, yeah. um, some people view coming to church on a Sunday as a place of reverence for Jesus and respecting Jesus and a special day set aside for Jesus. Mm. And that's why I think a lot of the people that at least we're assuming are around, um, or maybe we've had personal experiences with, they are, quote, judging other people who maybe are out of line in a way and, quote, wearing the white dress when it's supposed mm. to be for the bride, right? Maybe that's what it's like. Um, and that's some sort that helps me understand where other people are coming from because there's times where I'm at the church, I'm wearing jeans and a T-shirt maybe, I remember one time I was not expecting to be the Eucharistic minister. For those who don't know, that is the person who distributes communion, um, you know, the bread, the host, Jesus right. uh, at mass. And I didn't know I was going to do that because I wasn't scheduled. But then someone dropped out and I had to do it. And I was in jeans and a T-shirt on live stream and all that. And I felt like I wasn't respecting enough, yeah. you know, but I'm sure some people looked at that and be like, what the heck? This guy just came off of the farm and uh, <laughs> came up here. But think about it from the other way of, oh, he's just like anybody else. Yeah. You know, he's just like me. Like I can wear that, you know? And so that could have also been a moment of like, cool. So it's, it's not all about who is dressed the nicest yeah. for Jesus. Cause Jesus doesn't really care how you dress. Yeah. It's the fact that you're there. Yeah. And that's what's important. And like, I, 
personally in this church at least I haven't had any instances where I felt like someone was really looking down on me versus you know because I I do try to you know go along with that reverence but in my own way where it's not I don't know wearing <laughs> I don't know how to explain it like wearing my mom's clothes you know I, I still do it in my own expression Wait, you wear your way. mom's clothes at church no oh, no oh. that's what I'm saying I don't do oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um but it's still this idea of like I, I still try to have this reverence but it is still in my own way with my own style um and so that's something I enjoy but I think looking at it from that other side of you know maybe that's what someone needs to see because if they don't own any of that other stuff if they're new to the church and they have they don't know much about you know how you should be dressing. You don't need to show up in a tux, but you also, you know, jeans aren't, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. But I do understand where you're coming from though, about feeling like, oh, maybe I should have looked a little nicer for that. I mean, I have a couple times where I've been up there singing and it's like, maybe I shouldn't have worn ripped jeans. You know, maybe I should have chosen something else. But yeah. Um. once again, I think the important thing is that you're there and you're there in reverence, and I don't think that should always be reflected of, you know, how reverent are you through what you're wearing. Yeah. I often catch myself, you know, going back to the emo thing, I don't think there's many people that walk in the church, at least here, that look emo. But I've seen a lot at the malls, you know, around. That alternative kind of look. Yeah, the restaurants. And, you know, at first the thing that pops in my head, I'll be honest, is, you know, maybe they're going through something, you Mm -hmm. know, mentally. Yeah, mental Um, health is a big thing people like to kind of yeah put asso- that too. associate with so what what is that about because when we talk about affecting our personalities and all that stuff expression is one of the big ones and you know from the age of like 12 and 13 that's when you're forming your identity and usually around the middle school ages in high school is when you see a lot of that formation of yeah. you know not just emo but other phases quote phases or aesthetics um, yeah yeah aesthetics so what does that do to someone when they're trying to figure themselves out, but they're also developing their personalities? I mean, another thought is just like, think about as you're growing up, your parents are buying, you know, your clothes for you. They're mm-hmm. the ones that are picking out your outfits up yeah. to a certain point. Um, and as they give a little bit more, you know, leeway, I definitely had like young me was putting together things that were just like, you know, didn't make sense, shorts and long sleeves, you know, and that was just like me being mm-hmm. a kid. But I think as you start gaining more of a personality and a lot of that comes from like environmental stuff who you're choosing to hang around and all that um the expression that comes with it with this new sense of freedom i'd say uh where you get to kind of pick what you want your style to be and not what your parents want um i think that can be something that really begins to like happen happen around that age Mm. um and also like you have that like rebellious side too uh for certain people where it's like my parents would hate to see me wear this, so I'm going to wear it. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's it's not always something bad. It might just be something that they would never wear and they don't understand why people do. Um, mm. And so when you wear it, it might just be like, well, that doesn't make sense to me, and that's okay. Um, you know, as long as you're not crossing boundaries and all of that, but that's kind of, you know, a topic for another day. Um, yeah. But I think expression itself might not necessarily affect personality i feel like it's more the other way around where it's Mm. you know the personality kind of comes out in expression like looking at you um your personality you're you're very good with people and you know conversating is that a word conversing conversations conversing conversing that's much better um (laughs) and 
you don't really need a whole getup to do those things. You're kind of just you. And then looking at me as like a musician, an artist, someone who performs, mm-hmm. I want to have a little bit more to my look because of what I'm doing. So it kind of start. It stems from personality and goes into expression. But I think it can work either way depending on the person. Yeah, I mean, I th- I like to think that I base my expression off of Captain America. You know, mm. I mean, I I'm basically built the same, and. Uh, so I, I think yeah. that's maybe that's why I converse well with others, mm. you know? Yeah. And I, you know, <laughs> I think, I think when it comes to like the personality stuff, I think, um, it isn't, it is important to kind of understand that there are limits at times. And, um, again, this is something that we're going to talk about a little later down the road, um, with this particular idea of expression is, you know, where's that line for kids you know, should we just let our kids wear whatever they want? Um, and you know, that, that's something that kind of comes a little later, but this right now is kind of talking about another episode, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking another episode. Um, but I think this itself is kind of like expression is important because if you're not able to express how you feel, your personality, whatever, through how you present yourself, it can almost feel like something's missing. And I think that goes into the feeling comfortable and having that confidence when you're kind of in your element when you're dressed the way you want to dress like me right now I feel very comfortable sitting here and I think I would too without all of this on but it's still at a different level I think especially you know I'm on camera so you know I I want to look more presentable versus if we're just doing audio yeah and you know this also goes into not just clothing but tattoos and piercings and all that stuff Mm -hmm. I see you have at least one piercing visible on your face uh, oh and your and your ears there you go (laughs) um you know, a lot of times when people view this, it's like dangerous, criminal, or, mm. you know, maybe some people associate it with beauty, right? Some yeah. people, especially in other cultures too, not just ours. Yeah. Um, maybe there's association with art, being artistic and all that stuff, you know, especially with the tattoos. Some people put their own tattoos on, right? They're artists and they do their yeah. own tattoos. Um, so there's a, there's a public perception there based on different groups. And, you know, I was actually in preparation for this. I watched a Father Mike Schmitz video um, on YouTube, and he talked about, you know, getting tattoos. Is this bad? What's the church's perspective on this? And, you know, biblically, there's a history to this, right? Jews were instructed not to get tattoos, right? And it wasn't um, like just a moral thing. It was more of because a lot of times, you know, people at that time would get markings that sort of identify them with a certain thing, right? Markings that were identifying them with a tribe or mm. something other than God, right? Um, or maybe even false gods, right? right? And so they were instructed just not to get... So there was like a huge ban on all tattoos, right? right yeah. Just anything. Even if you, you know, thought of an image of God, right? For example, yeah. and put it on. That was banned too. But it wasn't in in our terms today. Um, you know, a lot... A lot of times today, some people might consecrate themselves to death or maybe they get a tattoo of like the devil or something, you know, their depiction of that. Um, I think that would still today when the church in the church standard, I could be wrong. I think that would still be looked down upon. Right. Because you're consecrating yourself to something else. But, you know, there's people that get crosses. There's people that get Jesus's face. There's people that get, you know, their baby's foot on their (laughs) arm. You know, who knows? Or and like tributes to tributes to like the dead, like, you know, for someone's dad or for someone's mom or um, even like the birth of children, like, you know, having their their um, their date of birth like tattooed. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's 
um, kind of like that remembrance that's there forever and it's always on you. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And it's not just like black and white. All tattoos are bad. It's, you know, why are you getting the tattoo? Right. Mm. Are you like worshiping the devil with your tattoo or like, what is it? Right. Yeah. That's more of the concern in the church's eyes. Now, not to say on parishioners, there might be concerns no matter what tattoo it is. Right. Yeah. A lot of people get that biblical reference and that cultural background as as a mistake. They may mistake it for all tattoos are bad. Right. And that is I don't think the position of the Catholic Church, at least from what Father Mike was saying, um, Father Mike Schmitz, that is. So I think that might clear it up. Maybe I, does that clear it up for you a little bit? It helped me understand a little better because I actually don't know how to, I never knew how to explain that to people. Yeah. And I mean, I think that particular, like at that time, I think a lot of that kind of followed. And so as, you know, the generation and then the generation before them, um, generation before us, generation before them, um, you know, grew up in a very like, you know, the American dream was, you know, a Catholic family, um, with, you know, two kids. Maybe not and a Catholic a family. Maybe but not. A Christian Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christian yeah. family. Because Catholics were pretty persecuted against in the United States. Yeah, yeah. So Christian, sorry. Um but I think, you know, they grew up with this idea of, you know, of the reverence, but almost to an extreme at points where it's like, and these things are bad and these things mean people are criminals or you know they do drugs or they you know don't go to church or it's not important to them and so when that kind of follows whether it's said or unsaid it's kind of subconscious then when they're in the pews and they see a young person come in with a sleeve they might have a very quick judgment towards who that person is and oh this person must be a troublemaker um when in reality it's like Maybe they just like the design. Maybe yeah. just the idea of having art on their body is something they like. Um, and I think it's important to understand that the things you like might not be the next person's and vice versa. So you might have a problem with that, but they might have their own reason. They might not at all. So it's like, it, yeah. it can be, like you said, it's not black and white. So it can be kind of difficult at times to really tell what what means, you know? Yeah. Here's a deep question. I often find myself asking this question about many different things, not just this, but some people may say, why is any any of this necessary? You know, why do you have to go out of your way, talk about the practicality piece, why do you have to go out of your way to do these things just so you can feel better or just so you can express yourself in a certain way? And I have this little nugget of thought for that question because I'm going to answer myself and I'll let you talk too. But, yeah. you know, in its in its essence, creation isn't necessary, Mm. right? It's not necessary. This table is not necessary. We are not necessary, but only through God's love, we became necessary. Right. He created us out Mm. of his love. He didn't have to do that. It wasn't necessary for him to do that. Like he didn't, God didn't need to live, you know, based on our creation. Mm. He just was. So when you think about that in the expression concept, concept is any of this necessary well nothing is necessary but societal norms make certain things necessary in a certain sphere of thinking right some things are acceptable some things are unacceptable therefore implying demand or want for expression right right? and so that might be a hard thing to follow but in its essence no none of this when you really get dive deep into this question nothing is necessary However, through love, everything is necessary. Right. Isn't that amazing? Like a thought there? What do you think about that? 
I mean, that idea of like through love, um, that can be applied within that, um, even without, you know, you know, it's not, oh, you know, God said it was cool if I get a tattoo, you know, but it can be the love for art, the love for creativity. Um, it's people's jobs, full-time jobs to Mm -hmm. pierce and do tattoos. So, you know, they get to have their career, something they enjoy out of that as well. There's, there's the two sides to that. Um, it can be the love for a person or an event or something where it's like, that's something now they want permanently on their body. Or even just the idea of, I don't want to fade into the background with all these other people. You know, Mm. I want to, I want to be me and I want people to remember that. And, you know, everyone's built different. Everyone chooses to express themselves in, you know, whatever ways they can. Some, sometimes it's that physical and sometimes it's more of like, Mm -hmm. you know, the person that they are, but it's still having that love for something specific where it's like, and now that's important to me. And when it's not in this excessive kind of, you know, I'm spending all my time or all my money or all my whatever on this one thing, um, it can be a really beautiful thing so people can feel more of themselves and and not be like everyone else and not be exactly like their mom and their dad or their brother and their sister they have that you know individuality where they can then feel comfortable in their own skin and I know like for me personally I don't have really any tattoos at all um but it is something that I've always been interested in and I've always wanted since I was probably like in fourth grade it was something that you know I started drawing on myself because just the idea and the look of it was super cool to me and I definitely have put thought into at least some of the ones that would have meaning behind but you don't necessarily have to have meaning to get a tattoo or you know you don't have to have have a way to um rationalize something you know if it's just something you like and I think we're all made in his likeness and his image right in God's likeness and image and we're all made to be our own individual people and to have our own lives. And I think what comes off of that is, okay, so now we have this life and this free will. What are we going to do with that? And I think there, there's a lot of different ways to go. But if it makes you feel comfortable and, and confident and happy and it's something you genuinely enjoy, and again, if it's not like to this excessive point of, you know, now I don't get to do anything else, I think it can be a really nice thing to have that makes it you mm-hmm. versus anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, you express yourself in a particular way. That's you and you own that. I'm sure you face some harsh judgment at times or maybe you perceived it as being harsh judgment. Um, what did you how how'd that feel? How'd you overcome it? You know, what what were your thoughts in that time? Um, I think growing up, there was definitely moments where I was, you know, bullied for a certain thing, but it was like, you know, in Catholic school, again, we have uniforms. So it was more like personality and who I was. And so Mm -hmm. that's what kind of, you know, ate at me for a while was, you know, why are these people having so much issues with who I am? Um, And so now when it comes to how I present myself, I usually want to make sure I look all right before I'm leaving. So I have that, you know, extra confidence. And then when it comes to people, you know, I I rarely get like the dirty looks or whatever, but it's kind of just like, you took time out of your day to look at me and then and give a reaction for how I was dressed. That's cool. You know, mm. it's not going to affect me. So, you know, my again, my style isn't uh, crazy to the point where it's like, you know, show stopping. And some people's 
are, you know? And mm-hmm. so they might receive more judgment from people than I do. Um, but I know for me, it's like, I, d- I, I have this idea in my mind where it's like, you know, I don't, I don't really care if you're not, if, you know, your mom isn't excited about my look, but I want it to be. So if I'm walking down a street or whatever, you know, and a group of 13, 14 year olds walk by me, oh, she looks so cool. Like, that's what I go for, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. And it's not really the idea of like, I need to be the center of attention, but it's like, if people are going to look at me, like, I might as well have a cool look that follows with that. And it's, again, something that just makes me feel comfortable. So I think when it comes to, um, negative judgment it's kind of just like okay and hmm. you know is you it is brush it, it off or does it affect you i think it, i more brush it off because it's like is it really affecting you that bad you know that i'm wearing this spiky choker you know is it really gonna like ruin your day and it's like if i'm not doing myself any harm or harming anyone else what's the issue hmm. especially if i'm keeping that idea of knowing the time and place for certain things you know like church isn't necessarily the time to go all out but maybe you know going to the mall with my friends maybe that's its own thing so i think for me personally it's kind of more of a brush off um and sometimes i get like really nice compliments from people i wasn't expecting a nice compliment from and so that's always nice um but avoiding judgment is hard like it doesn't matter really who you are you look at someone and you automatically have some sort of thought it doesn't have to be negative but it's something yeah um and for me personally i I, at this point especially with how i choose to present myself and i don't want to be judged negatively necessarily like i try not to do that towards other people regardless of how they're presenting themselves and i think with that is this idea and i heard this a long time ago and it really stuck with me it's like your first thought might not be the best it's the second thought that counts and so your first thought might be, oh, looks like they didn't even try today. And then that second thought of, why would I start saying that about someone I know nothing about? They might have had a really rough day. They might have had something traumatic happen. They might, you know, you don't know. Um, and so that second thought is super important when it comes to how you look at other people. Because even if that first one is kind of not where you want it to be, being able to catch that and be like, no, 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 that's not what we do here. I don't know why I would, you know, even begin to think like that. That's that's what I think is important. Yeah. It also could be an opportunity for you to encounter with that person, you Mm. know, and talk to them and say, Hey, you know, I noticed you wear this choker and chokers don't really choke you. Right. They just, I think they can, but I usually choose to keep my airways. (laughs) Okay. So a loose (laughs) choker. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you go up, you know, but Hey, you know, you have this choker. What's up? You know, like, Hey, what, what are you doing? You know, like, or, or maybe, maybe not that, but like, just, how are you doing hey, today? I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> I like your outfit. Maybe that. I'm just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Does that stop your airways? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you breathe? Um, yeah, no, I, I think like that engagement too is really, and obviously you can't engage with everyone you see who you're like, oh, you know, their offer caught my eye. But still that idea of, and, um, uh, you know, William over here said it, you know, before we were starting, um, that it's like the expression is the first you know, that, that first thought of what people are going to see of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that first perception of, okay, this is who this person is. Um, and my parents said something pretty similar to that as well. So it's like you only see to a point, and then when that engagement happens, you get to see a little bit more. Um, and so, again, as you can't do that with everyone, you yeah. can do that at points, and I think you can kind of learn a lot 
from a person just from that someone who might look really mean and you know have piercings and tatted and you know is wearing all this ripped stuff might be the nicest person you've ever met versus someone who looks really nice and presentable but can be really ugly on the inside and so like there's a two sides to all of that yeah i think that's a perfect segue to wrap this thing up and conclude with a you know final thoughts and you know just understanding of different perspectives on this because you know i explained here why some people want to have that respectable clothing at church because of respect for jesus similar to a wedding and why you don't wear white if you're the mother-in-law apparently (laughs) or if you're the other side and say hey i don't know why i have to wear this nice clothes i can wear whatever i want today you know i think one of the the final message too especially from here at saint peter you know since we're based here Everyone's welcome here, no matter what. I mean, you know, there's people from all different types. And, you know, I don't wear my best clothing all the time, even apparently if I'm serving, you know. So, you know, you and I serve here. We're youth doing ministry, as we like to say here. And, you know, we have our own styles, but we're both equally welcome here. And I think that's a good point to push here at the end. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, going off of that, having understanding, um, that people come from different upbringings. They come from different cultures, you know. Some things might be something that's just, you know, a part of who they are and what they do. And understanding that, like, the whole different backgrounds things is, like, not everyone grew up the same way. And so it's important to understand how um, different instances throughout their lives can kind of lead to certain decisions and certain choices. So, you know, not judging off of that. And going along with the church uh the church aspect is not everyone has the same idea of of reverence Mm -hmm. you know we might because we've been here for so long we work here that kind of thing we might have you know kind of almost like a dress code for you know what we're choosing to wear but not everyone may be at that same spot um and so that's important to understand that just because they might not be dressing how you would approve someone to dress doesn't mean that they're any less welcome to be here or that they're any less reverent um, and that's yeah. super important. And I think too another, yeah. another point to that is try instead of looking at maybe the ugly or the disrespectful or whatever it may be, try to go deep into that person and look at the beauty mm. as a human child of God, a dignified human child of God. If you're in the pew, you'll resonate with that line, right? right? Dignified human child of God. We're all creation. We're not necessary, but we came necessary through love. That is a nice thing to end with, and also. If you are expressing, I think this is a nice piece too, is do it in a healthy way. Of course, we're not talking about right. harmful things or things that are present bad habits or harmful habits to you or your family members. Mm. You know, be responsible with it. But in a sense, you know, we're all called to look into everybody and see the beauty of themselves as they are. Right. Yeah. And I think, like you said, um, when it comes to the judgment and all of that, it's bound to happen, but it's that second thought that really counts. Um, and, you know, you can't really, you know, that whole cliche of you can't judge a book by its cover. It's like, it's super true. It's super true. And then, yeah, expressing it in a healthy way where it isn't turning into these harmful habits um, where, like, the lifestyle is is revolving around, you know, I can't leave the house without this. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm spending all of my money on this instead of the important things or all my time on this instead of the important yeah. things. So that, that kind of goes back with just going about it in a healthy way where it's not affecting you or anyone else negatively. But it is a way that you get to kind of present yourself in the world as this is me. 
and this is who I am. Well, thank you, Rachel, for another great podcast. Of course. I always enjoy having these conversations with you. And if you guys want to come onto the podcast and talk about any topic, you know, feel free, any topic, really. Rachel comes to me and says, hey, I want to do this. I come to her and say, hey, I really want to do this topic. Feel free. Email media at 